Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Ghost Chronicles Next Generation. Get a lot of noise in the line. You hear that? Yet? Oh, that's bad. We clean that up. Anyways, I am Ron Colick, your host. You can keep it the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable New England's own Van Helsink. With me, all the way from East Bridgewater's the blonde bombshell herself, and Kerrigan. Maybe. What the hell? Oh, okay. All right. So, uh, evidently, Ann's in a la-la zone somewhere or whatever. So, anyways, uh, we have a great show tonight. Uh, we're going to talk... Oh, man, that's bad stuff. We'll be talking uh, about the haunted or cursed items that were sent to me from California in the second half of the show. But in the first half of the show, I'd like to introduce to you uh, a gentleman from the U.K. He is British platform medium Mark Brittle. Mark, you there? Hello. Good evening, Ron. Yeah, a little rough start to the show. What would you do to me? <laughs> yeah, that's it. A bit of unexplained unexplained atmospherics there, possibly from yeah. this planet, possibly from another. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's probably in. Uh, it's always her because she is blind, and that's the latest. Uh, so anyways, uh, Mark, uh, why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself because, uh, first of all, I want to tell the, the listeners that, uh, Mark, I met you at my red light seance uh, group that uh, meets uh, every first Tuesday of the month. Easy, so uh, that's where I met you originally, and yeah. I was intrigued about you. So, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, the thing is, Ron, that I moved to this country quite recently, um, so I haven't yet lost my British accent, I don't think. And um, in Britain, um, I was doing a lot of uh, what you rightly call platform mediumship, which is um, attempting to connect with the spirit world in front of a, a larger uh, audience and then uh, being the means by which the, basically the love and sentiments of those people living on in the spirit world are conveyed to specific recipients in the audience. Mm -hmm. And it's a, it's a very public sort of thing. And it's, um, I would say, as a medium, it, it's a sort of art that one constantly has to polish up. And in Britain, I was doing this in spiritualist churches, and also, with a really with a wider audience, I was doing it um, in uh, public where people can go along very much as they do in the states uh, to see mediums, spiritual mediums, clairvoyants uh, performing, and, um, and and that's where it is. But within all that, I have and this is why I was so attracted to to, to the circles that, that you hold. Um, I do have. Have a scientific interest in in the whole concept of there being an afterlife and indeed worlds within worlds. 
Okay. So uh, when did you first get involved in the, in the paranormal, and when did you first realize you had your uh, ability? And I believe Anne is with us now. Yes, hello. I'm sorry. Yeah, it was about 10 years ago that I really tried to, to crystallize any um, potential I had for linking with um, with the spirit world, um, I have spent my life as a scientist, and as you probably know, most of most of Western science uh, puts aside uh, investigation into what is called the paranormal, although it's quite normal, really, uh, puts that aside. So I was, as it were, um, fighting against myself uh, to recognise it, and um, there were one or two. Um, personal events in my life that caused me to investigate it more. And I started off by going to spiritualist churches, and I was quite surprised, nicely surprised, at what I heard. And then after that, um, I began to study the subject and then um, go to college with it. Um, and as you know, there is a very fine spiritualist college in Britain, which is really famous throughout the world, and I've been a fairly uh, constant attendee uh, at that these past several years. And that's, that's where, that's where, and, and, and now, having moved to the States, I'm, I'm proceeding still, I hope, with, um, with my pathway. Okay. And uh, you went to Arthur Finley, and, and how did you, I, you know, I, I have a lot of friends that have gone to that college, so how did you? Did you enjoy it? Uh, it was what aspects of, of Arthur Philly did you uh, enjoy the most? Yeah. Well, you know, it, it's it really is an amazing place. Um, we uh, students, um, including myself, often call it Hogwarts because there is <laughs> more than a passing similarity. Uh, firstly, the structure is old. It's a it's a magnificent stately home actually. And, it, when, and, and when it has students in residence, it might have one or 200 people in residence there. It's a huge place. Mm -hmm. And it, it, it's filled with luscious carving and antiquities and what have you. So the whole environment, even to begin with, is, is fairly overwhelming and special. And then the courses that are there, varied as they are, um, are, are a complete immersion. And as a matter of fact, it's almost like... <laughs> It's almost like being in a, in, in a world in itself. And so the whole, the, the whole environment contributes to the conditioning of the students there. It, 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 it's, it, is, it is quite amazing. I know that word is often used, but it is an amazing place. And there is a, a, an aura uh, about the place. And also the work is very hard and deliberately so. I mean, there are probably, you know, there are 12 hour days there's no, there's no escape. <laughs> there's no escape, except for, except for the food, which I think is very good. Uh, and so <laughs> it, it, it's really something, and, and it's as much to do, actually, it's as much to do with, you know, uh, cooperating, collaboration, getting to know fellow students, and everyone has a different story to tell. Um, of course, everyone is spiritual there, of course, and there are people of many different, uh, as it were, uh, degrees, uh, and um, and and the the teaching system, as you well know, because I know you're well acquainted with um, tutors tutors of the college. Uh, the the tutors there are, are really of the highest caliber. 
So in other words, when you sit in a class, you know you're being taught by by the best that the world can offer. And that's a actually that's quite a warming feeling, you know. Uh, and um and there and there it is. So it's 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 a completely special completely special place. That that sounds amazing and and I mean the correlation, I mean it's funny to say, well it's just like Hogwarts, you know. But yeah. when you think of the kind of instruction you know, that you're getting, and I mean, you're totally dedicated and you're with like-minded people. I mean, yeah. that's fa- that's fabulous. It is. It really mm. is. Yes, I strongly recommend it. And, of course, as you, and I'm sure you know, and maybe not all listeners would realize it, it draws from the world over. You know, there are, every country is represented. There are many visitors from the States, from Australia, from uh, Europe, and you know, as close well as Britain, but it's, it is it is a truly international, it's a truly international college these days. Wow. Yeah. I, I know a good friend of mine, uh, Laura Worcester, went there. I believe it was last I, year. And uh, she, the the funny part about it, she caught an amazing picture there, which is uh, I've looked at it and I can't explain it at all. And it's a it looks like a full uh, body apparition of a, of a, a man. Oh, wonderful! And, uh, yeah. But you know, it's it's difficult because you know you, you're not there at the time and and you have a picture and you know was there someone really there that she just didn't notice i mean it's it's cuz she wasn't looking at people she was just taking pictures of uh scenery around the college yeah. so well, it, it makes it difficult and in, in this case I, I i can also i can almost put your doubts to rest because there are loads of pictures like that there are oh, pictures cool. like that decorating the walls and people very frequently get the the most amazing pictures um yeah, I myself saw something when I first went there, uh, which was a huge glowing orb. And I saw it in company with two other friends of mine. Uh, they, and both these girls saw it. We all saw it at the same time. And this thing was uh, probably about mm, three foot across. And it was just floating around. And we were absolutely, and it was in daylight. And we were absolutely speechless when we saw it. And, you know, people who've been there a lot of times, Ultimately, they're bound to get these amazing pictures. So the, the fact that Laura Worcester has this picture, I think that's marvelous. And I would, I would, well, without saying it, but I would say yes, there, 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 there are plenty, plenty like it. And you have to explain a lot away if you, you know, if you think that it, it may or may not be, and you're very verging on the side of caution. You know, there are there are there are, there are plenty of precedents, uh, plenty of precedents there. Uh, the, the whole place is, I think, inhabited by people from this plane and the next plane, and, <laughs> you know, other levels of development. And mm-hmm. it, it is really just a, it doesn't surprise me, and it's rather nice to hear it. Mm-hmm. Do you think the amount of energy that's there and it's presenting itself is kind of a combination of the, the students? are there and I mean you know yes. energy is kind of met with energy you know yes I think that's very true and there is what is called <laughs> familiarly a sort of um, uh, Stansfield effect where you, you can actually get amazing mediumship and clairvoyance mm-hmm. you know there in, in the practice classes and then it makes you realize that when you're away from the college, you really do need to, to, 
to, to keep it up because <laughs> it, it, there is a sort of reinforcement. There's a sort of turbocharging of the senses there brought on by the tuition and the fact that the tutors are there. And, of course, it has to be said that it's, it, it, it's well recognized that the um, spirit tutors of the greats in spiritual history um, are still there. And I know that they're in regular communication with the staff, with the staff there. So, so really, you have you have a, 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 a hugely rich uh, expression of of this sort of will to communicate, and I think probably a concentration of energy. That's the only way I can understand it. It's the only way I can describe it. A concentration mm-hmm. of spiritual energy there. That once you're immersed in it, if you give yourself to it, really projects you enormously. Um, now, uh, what type of uh, classes did they they teach there? I, I know that there was one on physical mediumship. Uh, that, that yes, there have been uh, on what physical are, mediumship. What other? What other? Well, they have um, most of them. The most part, for the most part, they're development classes. Okay. So people thinking of wanting to be um, medium or wanting to. Um, to see if they can tap in uh, to uh, spiritual communication, go. And so the classes are very much graded. And there's a sort of selection there. It's a very informal sort of selection. But obviously, if you if you were used to being on the platform, then you wouldn't necessarily be in a class with people who just have what you might call um, a strong interest in the subject. And if you mm-hmm. have to you know, go to that degree of practice... Um, then there are um, sort of interest classes. Uh, there's quite a strong interest in shamanism and so forth. Oh. Um, it's sort of spiritually based and, you know, uh, goes very much to the roots of what was the native con- uh, culture in the States, of course. And, uh, and, that, and that also have tried, I don't think very successfully, but they also have tried uh, to look at scientific aspects of spiritualism. And um, as I... I, I, I don't want to sound mean about that, but as I mentioned, I do have a background as a scientist, and uh, you know there, there's, a, there's a big gap between um, spiritualistic practices and science, and it's a well-meaning attempt to you know draw spiritualism into the net of currently comprehensible Western thought on science. But I think we're a, we're a ways away from doing that, you know. But for the most part, it's students we're learning. Yeah, it, it's it's interesting because uh, you know if there's a and I was actually uh, you know uh, watching a uh, Arthur C. Clarke uh, uh, video and yeah. he mentions this that in science you can have controversy it'll last a few years and that's it but in parascience it always goes on it's never been you know they never resolve anything in parascience that's so is, true. You're so true. I mean, I was reading um, a little book the other day by J.B. Rhine, who was that marvelously competent um, uh, American academic um, in a university in the South, I think. And he really did put, without doubt, telepathy on the map. And as you know, Ron, he, 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 he made people go through hundreds of thousands of experiments in which a, a transmitter person read... Uh, a Xena card with a card right. with a figure on, and a receiver person then estimated uh, what image they were being sent. 
by the, yeah. by the transmitted person. And statistically, it's proven utterly beyond any doubt that there is an increased um, rightness in guessing when the receiver person is, as it were, getting a telepathic clue as to the right answer from the transmitter. And yet, in, in the book that Ryan wrote, oh, it's 50 years ago now, which I have a copy of it to hand somewhere, and you could still see today, science is no more ready to accept that as a fact than it was in his day. And he had a strictly scientific background, and when he writes this stuff, he was a marvellous author, and he writes it almost apologetically and saying, look, you may not believe it, but this is the case. Here are the figures. And they've been gone over many times by as many statisticians as you can shake a stick at. And yet it's still not... So even something as, as it were, simple to verify, which it is very simple to verify if you've got large enough sample size, it's still not accepted. And, and, and a whole lot of other things which are sort of more sensational than that, more difficult to believe than that, are, 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 are totally discarded. Yeah. It's really a putting up of shutters. It's a, it's a, it's a closing the door of mind. And, and you know, uh, Mark, what really, uh, really, uh, pardon my French, pisses me off is that <laughs> there are so many uh, groups out there that, you know, say, oh, we do things scientifically. And, yeah. uh, you know, well, do you use uh, Ouija board? Do you use a medium? Oh, no, no, because we do things scientifically. Well, <clears throat> in order to study these, these modellos, uh, you have to, you know, you have to use them. You have to, you know, attempt to at least understand them. And but they rather talk to a, you know, a, a broken radio or a, uh, you know, a loosened flashlight. Uh, you know, yeah. if you're really doing serious research, you just can't discount, you know, especially some of these old practices that have been around for you know, hundreds and hundreds of years, you at least have to try to understand them. You know, it's like dowsing. They'll, they'll say, okay, like, uh, uh, you, know, you know, it's uh, motorotic action. But, yeah, it might be, but there is a higher percentage of, of dowsers that, you know, do yeah. obtain the rights uh, uh, results. Right. So you got to understand uh, and you got to try to, uh, you know, this is where science should be working with spiritualism rather than yeah. just poo-pooing it. Yeah, it does, but as you say, it does just poo-poo, doesn't it? I mean, even if you get sort of closer to the, uh, the spiritualist side of things and, and think of all the near-death experiences that people so regularly have, I believe there are tens of thousands of them codified from all sorts of people that have sort of fairly deep operations or life-threatening uh, crises. And yet That's all the of these things are, they're just not, rec as you say, they're just not recognized, really. It's just so oh, well. We don't know what it is, and we don't even. We now we don't even believe. We don't even believe it exists. It's just a hallucination, and dowsing similarly, as you say, it works. It works wonderful well, and farmers have been using it for years, haven't they? But it it's not recognised. Right. And the interesting thing is is it's why I really enjoy Arthur C. Clarke. Is you know he's the inventor of telecommuting satellite, and uh, you know he wrote uh, 2010 and 2001. Yeah. I mean the, the guy is brilliant, but Yes. It, it, what he did is he took a scale and made a scale up, and and he actually put a a scale on each of these uh, paranormal activities like uh, dowsing and so forth, and and, and the, the scale runs from you know uh, is doesn't doesn't exist, and the only person that really can judge that is God, I guess, and then. Uh, <laughs> 
all the way up to, you know, it's absolutely the truth. And, and But there are other. It's possible is one of them, which is true. I mean, that's that's the thing. Okay, it is possible. That's what you got to look at. We always – so many people look at it the opposite way. You know, it's impossible without even really trying to explore it. But at least he tried to put some type of uh, – a rating system on it uh, based on on his uh, data that he collected, and I found that totally intriguing. Yes, well, I didn't know about that scale, but, you know, the, the thing about Arthur C. Clarke and even the people that went before him, like Jules Verne and so forth and H.C. Wells, they had this almost intuitive ability of future prediction, didn't they? And almost an intuitive knowing of what technology could work even before that technology was invented in their day, you know. And it's quite interesting if they should do that to put to put uh, a figure on something which most people would you know just dismiss as, as completely incredibly impossible. Um, and yeah, it takes a sort of visionary like Clark to do that. Actually, that's probably the sort that's probably the sort of publicity that would get the thing noticed. You know, it, people have to, as it were be converted from a different walk of life, don't they? And then they have the credentials already, you know. Whereas someone who's always been investigating this sort of stuff, you know, they, they, their, their voice might be um, reckoned as uh, less convincing as someone who would be, say, a world best-selling author. Mm-hmm. You know, it's really funny, and he even mentions it himself, is that he's, he retired at Sri Lanka, and he... They opened up the Arthur C. Clarke uh, Center for uh, Scientific Research, and when they ha- they were doing the the ribbon cutting, they just couldn't pick a day. They actually be- had to use astrology to pick the day. Uh, <laughs> so I, I thought that was intriguing uh, because that was yeah. he, that was where he was, and that was the customs of the yeah. people, and That's so. You know, he yeah, respected yeah. that, but at yeah. least he just didn't poo-poo it. He just said, okay, this is yeah. it. Let's, let's do it that way. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, you know, so many people with closed minds out there, which is the problem. Yes, that's right. You, yeah, that's right. You have to look at something and see whether it works or not, or see whether it gives information, and then mm-hmm. devise the mechanism and not say that because no mechanism can be conceived of, it cannot possibly work. That's uh, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, it, it even intrigues me. Like, you know, for instance, uh, during the Middle Ages, uh, there were some magnificent uh, architectural buildings, fortifications, and made by humans with, you yeah. know, really primitive equipment. And Indeed. yet, we we don't think anything about about it. Uh, we, we, but we go back to, you know, Egypt and everything else there has to be made by aliens because, you know, we, it couldn't possibly be humans. The human Indeed. mind and the human uh, will to do things is very powerful. And uh, yes, we overlook that. And it, and, it, and, it, and it may well have got to summits that, that we can't even imagine now, as you say, with the pyramids. Yes, because it, it, it is almost a fact that it can't be done, except it was done. And exactly. I agree with you. It was probably um, uh, a process of human endeavor, which has just been lost in the midst of time. Mm-hmm. You know, yes, there's the alien theory about building them. But yes, when you look at these wonderful Gothic cathedrals and so forth, mm-hmm. these are, you know, are feats that could scarcely be done now. And that's right. You know, they didn't have power tools. No, exactly. Without power tools and the construction and the geometry and the stability... 
you know, putting up 150 feet high stone vaults and mm-hmm. sand vaulting and, and, and put together with such geometric precision. And they were all basically living in, in timber huts, you know, and, 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 and dressed in rags and dying when they were 30 sort of thing. So it, mm-hmm. it's quite remarkable, mm-hmm. like you say, quite remarkable. Yeah. So I came across a video of you doing a, uh, a platform reading for a, a TV show. Oh, uh, right, yes. Do you mind if yes. we put that up on our page? No, I'd, I'd be delighted. That would be with, with my great friend, my great friend Nancy Graber. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Hey, can we How do that? You... Yes, I can definitely take care of that. Uh, All right, thank you, Ren. No problem. How did you uh, meet Nancy? I mean, Danvers is obviously a very long way <laughs> from England. Yeah. Well, and Nancy's a very good friend of my wife, and mm-hmm. so that's 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 how I know Nancy. Oh. Nancy and my wife was actually a student of Nancy's some years some years ago. So oh, that's, that's how. Great. That's how, yeah. Yeah. Nice, because it's, it's, I thought it was funny, because Danvers is not very far from actually either Ron or I. Um, uh, it's pretty close by. <laughs> so uh, I was funny, uh, you know, and yeah. I work in public access, so when I saw that, I'm like, oh, wow. So did you make uh, a special trip over here, or were you here? I did, yes. I did, I did, yes, I did, actually, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. And, and, and that, it, Nancy, getting back to what we were talking a few minutes ago, Nancy's a very great friend of the Arthur Findlay College as well. Oh, okay. I think think for one time she was even a student of the very great Gordon Higginson, who Mm. is generally reckoned to be the the greatest medium who has lived in modern times anyway. So, you know, so and she's she's terribly powerful. And uh, so it was a great pleasure to be on her. Show and I, I'd be delighted if you put that clip in. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I will definitely do that. Excellent. So, as a medium, uh, you see many other mediums. There are a lot of mediums around now, especially it, it, it's so popular. Uh, yes. And you and you get all kinds of uh, reviews of them. You know, for instance, anyone from Sylvia, uh, what's her name, Sylvia Brown or whatever, no, something like that. I can't remember it. To mm-hmm. you know, Derek Acora or uh, you know, yeah, yeah. different different people. And uh, is there like a criticism of of each room? Or, Oh, here's the tune, so we've got to take a break. Can you hang out a little bit longer, Mark? Yes, of course. Cool. Okay. So, anyways, you'll listen to the Ghost Chronicles uh, Next Generation with Ann Carrigan and Ron Kolick right here at Tojinet Pararex. Planet Paranormal, where else would be played? We'll be right back following the messages. Hello. Can you hear me? My name is Harry Price. I am speaking to you via the medium of the Ghost Box. Many of you will know I carried out the first live radio broadcast from Haunted House way back in 1936 for the BBC. Now, thanks to the wonders of modern technology, I am still able to keep abreast of 21st century ghost hunting by listening to Ghost Chronicles International on Togginet, Para-X Radio, The Ghost Channel, and even on something called a podcast. Two splendid chaps host it. One is an American who calls himself New England's own Van Helsing, although I have discovered his real name is Ron Kolek. The other is Stephen Parsons, and he is a paranormal scientist. Well, Mustache, I'm required elsewhere on something called a K2. But don't forget, I'll be listening in every Tuesday from 8 o'clock in Great Britain and 3 o'clock on the American Eastern Seaboard. I trust you will join me there. 
Hi, I'm Ron Kolick from the New England Ghost Project. And I'm Gail Lax from Winslow Studio Yoga and Healing. And we'd like to invite you to a very special event that we're running March 18th through the 20th. At the historic Daniel Inn in Brunswick, Maine. This is a weekend retreat, Gail, right? It is. It's going to be fantastic. And it's going to be all about ghost hunting. And connecting with spirit. Ooh, that sounds fun. And we're going to try new things that have never been done before. And we'll be investigating one of the most historic houses in Brunswick. And your weekend will include some great workshops and energy, all of our paranormal investigations, some wonderful food, and a group mediumship reading as well. And a red light seance too, right? Yes. And you never know who will come through in a red light seance. You never know. <laughs> and uh, if people were interested in getting tickets for this, how could they do that, Gail? Oh, they can go to our website at www.winsoulstudio.com and go to our events page and you can put your deposit down. And reserve your space for this amazing retreat. So don't delay on this rare opportunity to spend a weekend with Gail and me as we go in search Search of spirit. Feel the need to do some soul searching or make some changes in your life to create a more positive future? Then Circles of Wisdom is just the place for you. Circles of Wisdom is a metaphysical bookstore and more. Located on Route 28 in downtown Andover, Massachusetts. We carry a large selection of books and music, crystals and gemstones, jewelry and gifts, sage, aromatherapy, and so much more, all in a relaxing and welcoming atmosphere. We offer classes on a variety of topics like yoga, Reiki, psychic development, alternative healing, and personal transformation. For guidance on this journey we call life, get a reading from one of our many readers at Circles of Wisdom, 90 Main Street in downtown Andover, right next to Bertucci's. Call us at 978-474-8010 or check us out on the web at www.circlesofwisdom.com. Lots to see and do in a feel-good place, an oasis in this hectic world. And welcome back to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Ron and Anne and our special guest this evening, Mark Brittle. Hello, Mark. You still there? Hello again. Yeah, Okay. Uh, just before the break, I was asking you, do you find, uh, basically the question was, is there a jealousy or, or a, uh, where, where people will say things about other mediums or, or is it more of a family? Well, it's, uh, for oneself, mediumship is a very personal thing. And I think probably every individual medium realizes that, what they're doing is not the same as any other medium, although it tends towards the same goal. And I think there's also a constant, as it were, internal struggle within each individual medium to do better, to do better and better. So um, I think, therefore, there is a certain independence between, between different mm-hmm. individuals. And, 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 and I would agree with the, with, with, with the, with the tendency of the... The, the second part of your remark that it, it, it's there isn't um, a sort of homogeneity over the profession if you want to put it that way uh, there is this disparateness and, and it's because really people do have to keep people have to try to keep sharp and 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 find their own way and what is good for one person is not good for another I suppose really it would be a bit like saying you know could artists all be the same well. <laughs> Probably not. They're all trying to be different, uh, although they're all trying to satisfy the sort of creative need and to satisfy their ultimate client. So I, I put it that way. 
Anyways, uh, I, I know I, I don't want to hold you on too long because we actually have a couple other things we have to discuss as yeah. well. Uh, but you started attending these red light seance, and I was really, uh, you know, happy that you did because Still it's not. you know a different point of view from uh, what we were attempting to do there. So uh, you've been to what two or three now? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how do you find them? Do they are they like totally different than than what other ones you've been novelly accustomed to and you know what is have you had the results from it that you, that you believe well i think i think the thing that impresses me is it grasps the bone in the middle i mean there, there are plenty of people who if you ask them said oh yes that might be interesting to do that could be done but you've done it you you, you you've, you've got it going you've got some uh, communication there that gives a really quite sharp physical effect in terms of the table movement. And it's most impressive when it works. So you have, as it were, the cooperation with uh, probably several people in, you know, in the next world. Mm -hmm. and, 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 and you've done that by, by dint of application. I know that many of you know each other well, which is a necessary part of any circle. And I know that you've been sitting for probably a year or more, and you and you and, and and you have this effect, and it and I and it's a very precious thing, and and I, as you know, I, I feel most privileged to to be able to come and join you in that, mm -hmm. and I feel sure that the thing will evolve. But as you know from the history um, of any sort of uh, physical mediumship, it can take years to develop. Because the past results are not the way; it just doesn't work like that. And there's a sort of confidence and a rapport built up between your circle, Ron, and the sitters, and you know, and 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 and, and say hi comes a, as a as a as a regular joiner of the of, of the table now, since you have a, a, a core of half a dozen people who are always there. It's a matter of the confidence and the and the and the sort of trust building up that really at the most sort of etheric level between 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 the minds of the people at the table. And the um, you know the forces that the, 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 the people in in shall we say the next world, mm -hmm. and I'm sure this is the result of communication with the next world, who bring to bear these you know these physical forces that cause a, a big, heavy, absolutely solid table to almost jump around the place. I mean, mm -hmm. and 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 in what can be construed as an intelligent manner in terms of asking certain questions and receiving certain answers. And it's, it's very difficult, isn't it? Because it's trying to invent a language between ourselves and the next. But it has been done, and it's only been done, by the way, you've, you've done it already by, by, by diligence and sort of sincerity of application. So, yes, I, 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 think, I think that's a great thing. And I'd be surprised if, if, you know, if, if, if greater things didn't come from that. Well, that's what I'm hoping. And, and unfortunately, you know, I... Uh... I have uh, very little patience. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. No, not you. Uh, but you know what? So uh, that being said uh, is that I am diligent on this, and, and I, I, I am determined to see it through. Um, yes. It, it, it's difficult for me. Uh, but uh, because I, you know, I want things happening all the time. I want, you know, I want, but, you know, it's, it's not an yeah. on-demand thing. But, yeah. but uh, you know, I've spoken to some of my friends in, in, that used to go to the, uh, the spiritual church of Boston, and mm -hmm. they told me that uh, 
that they have members who have died from that spiritualist group that are now working with them on the other side. They call them Wonderful. a band. Uh, you, know, they, you know, they join Wonderful. the band. So uh, I, I find that intriguing, and, and I think you do need that. I think you need to build up a rapport with, with the other side and have people that, that uh, want to work with you on it. Well, and, 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 you know, in the early days, all the, all the members of the, all, the, all the great lights of the Society of Psychic Research all came back after the demise, you know, and helped people still on Earth after they'd sort of, you know, set the wheels in motion. And you have people like Myers and so forth coming through. And, uh, you know, they've been, they've been very potent forces in the afterlife, uh, making, you know, making them, and crooks. And they've been making themselves, uh, you know, known. Um, and so there, and, it, and, and, and it, it's wonderful here that it's even happened, you know, at a, possibly, uh, um, you know, the, a church in Boston where, where, where people go. And, and this does happen, doesn't it? You, 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 you do find that the people who, who did spend a lifetime in spiritualism often do come back and, 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 and still, you know, still contribute. And it goes back to what we were saying about the great mediums of the past still being present. Uh, the Arthur Findlay College. So I think it's it, it's a wonderful thing, and it and it and it and it, and it may well form a you know a, a, a real a real core of endeavour uh, in 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 future. Well, let's hope in future several years, and not in future decades of years. <laughs> yeah, it, it's interesting because uh, you know there are as you mentioned a certain group or core in there that uh, had ten the spirits. Be, tend to, I mean, that attend most of the seances, and uh, the spirits begin to know them, so there is a, uh, uh, like a rapport built between them, and, and you know, yeah. the, and we've had, you know, I, I know that uh, they've reacted to personalities in the group itself, including myself. Ah. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I certainly remember one uh, table sitting that we had, and, and uh, every time I, I try to say something, the table would stop. And they asked, do you want Ron to, to uh, not say anything? And it did. And it was so, of course, I had to try it. Keep... <laughs> and and uh, so it, it was interesting, though. It, you do build up uh, a rapport and personalities. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. So do you have anything uh, coming up uh, that you want to talk about? or, or uh... Well, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to arrange, uh, arrange an evening uh, of, uh, of mediumship um, in the locality. But it's, it's actually, I'm just... I'm, I'm literally just trying to get get a booking on a hall and so forth at the moment. So, unfortunately, I can't can't really can't really advertise myself at the moment. Would that I could, but uh, mm -hmm. no. But uh, I, <laughs> I shall be. <laughs> good, good. I eventually would love to try something with you too, as well. So, uh, hopefully, we can arrange something great. in the future. So, great. Well, that's marvelous. Yeah. That would be great. So, anyways, Mark, I want to. Uh, if anything else you'd like to add before we say goodbye to you, because I. Have to talk no, about I just like to, I'd just like to thank you so much, Ron. It's been an absolute privilege to be to be invited onto your show. And, uh, no, we, we thank you. Uh, you know, you've been an interesting guest, and uh, you know, I, I certainly uh, will. Uh, you know, think of you, like I said, to do something together because, uh, and we'll put up that uh, the thing on the website too, so that people can get an idea of what you do and so forth. That's marvelous. Okay then. All right, so thank you so so much, Mark, and uh, cheers. Good night to you, then. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. Take care, Mark. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye.
Uh, well, that that was nice. Yeah, uh, I thought he was uh, very interesting. Hmm. And right. uh, you Probably know, I, I, you know, as soon as I met him the first first time, uh, you know, I, I just I just you know wanted to know more about him because I you know I found intriguing. It was mm-hmm. so funny though because when he came to the first séance, it was like uh, you know I was like almost a little intimidated in a way, and that he was. I know he was trained at Arthur Family, and I know he's from mm. the UK. So mm-hmm. I'm sure it was going to be different than anything that he's ever attended. So I right. was uh, totally everything's worked out fine. So there you go. So, anyways, uh, <laughs> I received in the mail today, or not today, this week, um, mm-hmm. a Ouija board and a set of tarot cards. Uh, that are supposedly cursed. And, yes, I saw that. So yeah, what's and, the backstory on this? So I, I put it, posted it on my Facebook page and, you know, not mm-hmm. thinking other because I've, other people said, have sent me items that have, uh, you know, uh, one way or the other, they wanted to make sure I got them, and everything from Bibles and crosses to Ouija boards and uh, other items, dolls and other things. So um, right. anyways... But I posted it, and there seemed to be a, a lot of interest. You know, people wanted to know the backstory. So I'm basically going to talk a little bit about the backstory. Um, I, I received an email from a, a girl in California. She doesn't want her name uh, revealed, of course. Mm-hmm. And basically, it all started. She's a, a listener of the show, and she has, uh, believe it or not, a lot of respect for me, which is. Oh, my. I know. Wow. So, anyways. Um, <laughs> She had gone to a psychic, and the psychic had told her that she had the ability to do readings and so forth, and that she should develop it. So uh, she went out and she bought a uh, tarot deck, and uh, you know started playing with it. Now this is this is not like one of those really uh, intimidating tarot decks with, you know, like the hangman that looks really, really evil. It's just, it's the fairy one, basically. It has all, you know, flowers right. and it's all lovey-lovey. So oh, she started, so it's pretty, yeah. Yeah, it's oh, very pretty, actually. And, and uh, so she started to, to use it. And um, she had in the house uh, from her childhood uh, a Ouija board as well. That she had to mm-hmm. do since her childhood. So uh, she started doing tarot readings and, you know, just not not professionally, but for friends and so forth. And mm-hmm. uh, she seemed pretty good at it. And so everything was cool. And then uh, one day she was uh, just like cleaning out her closet and she found the Ouija board, and, mm-hmm. which was strange because... Uh, the last she had saw it, it was in the basement of the house, and, and she really didn't know how it got into her closet or anything. She can't remember the last time she used it or anything. So okay. she thought it was odd, but, you know, she didn't think much more of that. So mm-hmm. uh, they had a group of uh, friends over the house, and they, they did. Uh, she did some readings on the tarot deck with them. And then... Mm-hmm. Uh, they decided, well, let's, you know, let's, let's do the Ouija board as well. So um, they started to uh, do the Ouija board. And, you know, this little boy came through and, and uh, he said, it, you know, he had uh, 
uh, died in the 1800s and he had been hit by a, a horse-drawn carriage and, uh, okay. you know, and, and died out in the, the street. And, uh, and that was, you know, pretty much it. And then uh, that was it. And so she went to bed that night. And uh, next morning she got up and she had put all the Ouija board and the cards away. When she came back, her deck of cards was spread out. Oh. So okay. she thought that was really, really weird. Well, <laughs> so yeah. Anyways, yeah. Uh, she said, oh, maybe I just left them from the night before. Uh, so she put it back in the, the little bag, comes in a little gold bag, tied it, mm-hmm. and put it in the closet with the Ouija board. So week went by, nothing happened. And then uh, she had another gathering, uh, the same people that were there earlier. And uh, she did some more readings and everything else. And, and she was doing pretty good, evidently, uh, with her readings. Uh, you know, everybody was pretty excited about it. Okay. And they decided to do the Ouija board again. So they took the Ouija board out and uh, started uh, playing it. And the little boy came back through again. And uh, so they, they talked to it. And the little boy said that that he liked her and their friends. And uh, he likes coming to the house. And he likes, you know, watching her when she does her tarot readings and so forth. Mm-hmm. So that was it. And that Put that away. So anyway, next uh, morning she wakes up after that and goes out uh, to her kitchen table. And on the kitchen table, uh, the sugar has been knocked all over. Uh, with, you know, oh. she had it like a sugar container. It was just all spread out. And it looked like there was writing in the sugar. <laughs> like okay. somebody had taken their fingerprint. Uh, she lives alone, by the way. So, uh, Oh, yeah, lovely, lovely. Yeah. Even better. It's getting better and better. Yeah. Yeah. So it, you know, it 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 was starting to get a little disturbing for her. So mm-hmm. um, she went and uh, she got some liquid sage and uh, she sprayed it in the house and sprayed the Ouija board and her cards and so forth mm-hmm. and uh, things seemed to be quiet again. So once again. Uh, friends got together and then she did some more readings and everything else but every time that this night every time she did the reading two cards constantly came up one was the devil card and the other Mm -hmm. one was death i was just gonna say that yep okay devil and death came up in all the readings so uh you know everybody was a little shook up and everything else so they uh they uh Took out the Ouija board again, believe it or not. <laughs> <laughs> and Just because they, they're a glutton for punishment, okay. Evidently. And then they uh, they did the Ouija board, and the little boy came through and everything else, and they asked the little boy why these cards were turning up. And he said he didn't know, and uh, he, he could, doesn't know what it meant and so forth. And he just said uh, he really likes being there, and uh, he likes to watch her when she's home. Uh, so he said, okay, well, thank you for whatever, for your conversation, mm-hmm. and, the, and the night ended. So next 
morning. Well, not excuse me, not the next morning. She she goes to bed, puts the Ouija board and the cards inside her okay. closet, goes okay. to bed. About three o'clock in the morning, she hears a huge bang in the house, and the door of her closet is flung open. Oh, God. And the Ouija board is on the floor. The cards are on the floor. Now remember, these cards were inside a bag. Right. And so the bag is open, and the cards are kind of like spread out, but two cards right. are spread out from just separated from all the rest, the devil and death. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. So now she's really getting kind of panicky. I would think so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, you know, she calls her friends up and, and tells them what happened, and uh, they they get together, and they come down there, and uh, they smudge the house. Um and also, they take the Ouija board, and they put the Ouija board in the cellar, and they, they, uh, they, uh, I forget they they put I think they put a Bible on. I'm not I'm quite remember the whole story, but I believe they should mm-hmm. put a Bible on top of the Ouija board, and uh, that was it. And she put her cards in her dresser drawer. So they all sang around they they sat around they drank their wine of course which is your type of people uh uh-huh. and uh you know they joked and everything else and and that was it they went home so she went back to bed and uh once again in the middle of the night around three uh-huh. o'clock in the morning she hears another large bang uh-huh. this time she this time she looks all around the house. She's trying to find out where it comes from. She didn't know where the other one came from. It was a big bang. The door was open, but uh, mm-hmm. there was nothing, you know, that would have made that such a loud noise. And okay. so um, she goes into the kitchen, and the door to the cellar is open. Aha. Uh-huh. So she closes it, locks it, puts a chair in front of it. <laughs> oh, geez. I was going to say, all right, is this going to be like the classic horror movie where... She goes down into the basement, but anyways. No, she's smarter than that, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> so the next day she calls her friends, and, and they, they uh, come down, a couple of them, and uh, they go into the cellar, and uh, everything looks okay, and then they go over to where the Ouija board was, and the Ouija board's there, but the Bible's gone. Oh. I think it was a Bible. I'm not sure. She had something on it. I think I believe it. I have to check the email again. But basically, mm-hmm. it's gone. It's not there. She looks all around. She can't find the thing. Okay. So now she's kind of like really, really panicking. And um, she wants to, to burn the Ouija board. And she oh. does some reading on the on the website. And, and they, she's, you know, there are conflicting things what to do with it. And uh, right. one of the th- says, you know, you don't burn it, whatever. So that's when she sends me the email and asks for my advice and also asks for a bottle of Van Helsing Special Blend. (laughs) (laughs) Why not? Of course she did. (laughs) Why not? (laughs) Why not? So I I sent that stuff, man. I sent her the bottle. And uh, for those who don't know, if you you read the book Ghost Chronicles, uh, it's described several times, and it basically it's a, a combination of liquid sage and holy water. And uh, the new new one that I, I make with Leslie Martin is in a Reiki infused bottle with a silver blessed cross on it, and it has the Saint Michael's prayer as well. So um, she asked me what 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 I should do and what she should do, and I says, well, you know, when you get the 
Van Helsing split, uh, I would spray the cards and spray the, the board with it. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, also I told her to uh, get, uh, you know, say the my St. Michael's prayers as well. And also mm -hmm. to get a couple of rosary beads and put one on each of her bedpost uh, as well. Mm -hmm. So uh, she did that. And, uh, well, I'm I, sorry. I sh well, while she was doing it, uh, she went down the cell. I got the Ouija board out, sprayed it. She was holding the, the board in one hand and sprayed it with the special blend on the other thing. And it got whacked out of her hand and fall to the Ooh. floor. Wow. So, yeah. So, I mean, of course, she screamed and ran upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, okay. so, you know, she locked the door and she didn't even want to go back there again. Uh, so mm -hmm. she sent me another email and actually talked to her on the phone this time. And I... I told her uh, some other things that, that she could do that, uh, you know, might help. Uh, so after, well, I should say during our conversation, right in the middle of the conversation, the phone just hung up. Oh. Oh. So I was talking to her and then a thing. And I, so I called her back right away. And mm -hmm. she, she said, why did you hang up? I said, I didn't hang up. She said, I thought you did. And, and no. And just as mm -hmm. we're talking, once again, it hung up again. Oh, boy. So I know it's kind of a long story, but it, it's, that's, it's a lot of story behind us. Two minutes left, I'm going to make it quick. There's the pizza from the dead. You need to yeah. pick this up, yeah. Yep. So anyways, uh, I told her uh, some other things to do. Uh, and that night, uh, she woke up, and she found her cards uh, spread again from it her drawer they were in a drawer but when she opened it up the cards were open and the two cards mm -hmm. were out so she asked me to take the board and, and the thing and i did and she sent it to me and that's the story behind it and i've spoken to her this week so far and she says everything's quiet and thank and god she feels a <laughs> lot, lot better but i mean that was really a spooky tale if, if you've ever heard one i mean that's yes yeah. So, so uh, has anything been happening at your house? Uh, my wife caught me singing. Does that count? That's scary in and of itself. No, um, no I meant in everything, particular with no, the cards. Everything has absolutely been fine here. In fact, I'm looking at the Ouija board, and it's a nice Ouija board. It's it's a larger one. It's it's on a. Uh, uh, it must be an old, uh, probably from early '60s or something, because it's uh, it's on a masonite. Uh, board and it's large, very large. Doesn't mm -hmm. fold at all, and um, yeah, and the cards are really pretty. What's you know? Mm, I saw the that, picture. Yeah. You saw the picture? No, oh, those aren't the cards. Those, that's another acquisition I had. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm. I, I, I will thought... post a pic. Actually, I took a picture of that, so I will post those. I'll post that on our Facebook page. So oh, okay. And in fact, right. if there's anybody out there that gets any impressions from them, I, I would be curious. Feel free to leave their comments on the uh, Facebook page. But unfortunately, we're running out of time, believe it or not. Yes, we need to say our good nights, and we'll talk to everybody next week. Yep. So anyways, if you're interested in the uh, Paranormal Retreat Weekend or a uh, table tipping, uh, Victorian Night of Table Tipping on April 15th, go to my website, nagostproject.com, the letter N, the letter E, ghostproject.com, or check out my personal site at ronaldkolick.com, and uh, I always have information. So, Anne, thank you so much for joining me, and uh, 
Mark, uh, wherever you are, thanks, thanks for joining us as well. Until next week, good night and God bless. to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us, good Lord. <laughs>